0: The following program contains mature content matter. Listener discretion is advised.
1: Since the dawn of time, the world has been plagued by demons and monsters, cloaked by the night and shadows. However, humanity found out about these creatures and sent out brave men and women to defend their homelands. These are the Tales of the Monster Hunters.
2: Our story begins early morning, as Bruno, Pat, and Reggie are running through the woods towards the beach.
3: Come on you guys, run faster! I'm ready as fast as I can, asshole! Me... me too! Oh yeah? Why don't you pretend your lives are in danger? Oh, wait! They are! (laughs) Bruno, this is
1: all your fault! That we're in this predicament.
2: Oh. Oh, oh man. How? How is this my fault?
1: How? You were the one who accepted this job to go and investigate this fucking campsite. The same damn hunters for horror site I told you to take down months ago. I got. I got busy, Mr. No Life. Yeah, Getting a knife already. Oh, is that so? Tell me, Mr. Populary, just how much did you agree for this job?
2: Two hundred and fifty.
1: How, how much? sounded like two fifty. Why would you accept such a low amount? I forgot to tell Charlie to take down the promotion.
3: Settle down, simple pat. You should be grateful you have such a caring brother who goes out of his way to get extra jobs like this.
1: How are we supposed to split two fifty three ways? What do you mean three ways? Maybe you suffered a blow to the head recently. There's three of us, dummy!
3: Hey, you don't see me calling you a dummy, even though you are one. Three people
1: means three ways! Uh, yeah. I'd like to share. Reggie, do you want to upset my grandfather? Yeah, Reggie. You want to upset
3: that kind old man?
1: How would I be upsetting your grandfather? If we gotta split this with you, fifty dollars will come out of his pocket. The fifty dollars that I need. So I ask you again, do you want to upset the old man? No. So bad, I would have liked to see the old bugger lose his rag. Hold on, human calculator. Why do you get an extra fifty dollars? It's like he don't even hear himself. I need to pay for the original trilogy box set of Planet of the Eight that's coming out next month. But you already own two of them. Not in 4K. This set comes with a miniature eight soldier and each sleeve is autographed by Roddy McDowell. Roddy McDowell? could not have signed these sleeves! Why do you say that? He's been dead for 25 years! That doesn't mean anything. How do you figure? He obviously signed those sleeves before he died. Makes perfect sense. Oh, so he signed those 4K before
3: he died, huh? Yes. Seriously? Has Pat's hearing been impeded? 4K wasn't even
1: around 25 years ago,
3: dummy! Yeah, he's right, Right Bruno. Good to see you
1: answer when your name is mentioned, lad. Are you both stupid? They had him sign a bunch of sleeves while he was still alive, and then they stored them. When 4K came out, they dug those sleeves out with a signature and stamped 4K on them. Because they knew back then about 4K. Duh. They had to, or else we'd have no 4K today.
3: Honestly, I don't even know how you two are related.
2: Cat looks over at Reggie, speechless, as they approach the clearing and run out onto the beach towards the lake and suddenly stop.
1: The bolt is gone. Didn't you throw the anchor in the water like I asked you? How could I do that? What do you mean, how could you do that? I left my hand sanitizer at home, Pat. If I touched that dirty chain the anchor was attached to, what would I sanitize my hands with? You would be like a fish out of water. Good one, Fred. I know. So we're stuck here because you're afraid of this. One time to get your hands dirty.
3: I think we both know the answer to that question. We could swim across the
1: lake. It isn't really that far. We could. But a bit crazy here. We'll have a reason why we can't. The boat was parked on the beach before we took it out, and the anchor was already in the water. When we pushed that boat into the water, all the sand dragged into the water around the boat And those damn wars are just pushing the sandy water into the lake. So I ask you, why would I swim that dirty water? No thank you, we'll just walk around the lake. Yeah, Patrick, you could use the exercise,
3: mate. You're getting a bit broad around the beam, know what I mean? We can't
1: walk around the lake, dummy! Then, you should have thought of that before you asked me to anchor the boat. He would have done if he had the capacity to think.
2: Oh, no. Guys, it's the Wendigo.
1: Settle down. The Winnebago's not stupid enough to come out here and face all three of us at the same time. If I was that beast, I'd be right scared of you, Bruno. Uh,
2: it's the Wendigo.
1: Are you sure? I thought it was your prom date, who also had furry skin. You're kidding, right? Reginald had a date for
3: the prom. I guess
2: these mummies and hard up as she nope. looks. The Wendigo now stalked slowly towards the three, as they looked on at the Wendigo who was gaunt to the point of emaciation. Its desiccated skin pulled tightly against bones, and its bones bone pushing out against its skin. Its complexion was ash gray, and its eyes pushed back deep into their sockets. The Wendigo looked like a skeleton recently disinterred from the grave.
1: Fucking thing smells like rotting flesh. Do you think it could be from all the human flesh it has eaten?
2: Do you think it could be from all the human flesh it has eaten? It, it
1: can, can speak? Stink. Don't you ever pay attention to a damn thing before we go on a hunt? Goza presents vocalization abilities, which enables them to mimic speech, screams, and cries of humans! Oh yeah? Watch this. Hey, I'm Pat. I'm a dumb moron.
2: But the Wendigo does not mimic Uno.
3: Stupid, Do you understand English about as well as Pat understands what Slim Pulse is for.
1: You all die
3: now. Ooh, is it someone's time of the month?
1: I like them better when he didn't say anything. That's
3: how Pat should be. a strong, silent type.
2: The wendigo now leaps at Bruno as him and Fred duck out of the way. Pat draws his gun and fires at the wendigo as it leaps away before it is hit. And goes for Reggie who has drawn his hunting knife that has a pure silver to the net. But the wendigo averts Reggie at the last moment as it runs past Bruno and Pat. Who cannot get a shot at it in case they hit each other and watch as it approaches the trees and leaps up into them.
3: Well. Wow. We scared it away. Let's go. Cup of tea,
1: anyone? We can't just leave, genius. You were paid to kill this fucking thing, and now we have to kill it. We can't just leave it alive to go back to that campsite and then it kill more campers? That time you recognized my genius? You think the Winnebago's going to come down anytime soon with the three of us wanting to kill it? Damn, Winnebago. How else are we going to get it to come down from that tree? Oh blimey, I think Pat has Tourette's syndrome. We could shake the tree until it falls down. Shake the tree? Yeah. We aren't strong enough to budge that tree, let alone shake the Wendigo out of it. Not with that attitude or not.
3: I say that Pat just walks into a room and sucks the air out of it. Hey,
1: we could use some harsh language to get it to come down. Don't be stupid, Pat. Unless you know trigger words that piss it off, the Winnebago isn't budging. I've got an idea. Oh, how are you able to think and stay standing at the same time? Okay, but you still aren't getting a share. Oh, Wendigos hate fire, right? See? Someone was listening, Bruno. What? It's lethal to them. But in order for us to set it on fire, we need a way to get it to come down. What if we just light a fire at the bottom of the tree and hope that gets it to come down? Hmm, that may just work. Do you have any matches on you? I don't. I hate that smell of sulfur and even your fingers. I'm not asking you, precious. But well, don't ask me. I'm made of wood. Matches are kind of lethal to me. I- I've got a book of matches on me. I was using them last night to light candles around the bathtub for mom. And now you'll use them for something less disturbing. What's to stop the Winnebago from jumping down on us? All the silver that we're packing. Okay, guys. I'll just hold on, Reggie. This isn't like lighting your mom's candles. What are you doing? I thought you hated using matches. I do, but I have to make an exception this time. Why? What if Reggie lights the match wrong? How can he light the match wrong? It's been known to happen.
3: It's been known that people like Pat are in denial about the way they look. We could buy him a funhouse mirror and he wouldn't even realize it. What's the big deal, Bruno? I'll just use this piece of paper I have
1: in my pocket. Pumple it up and light it up. Hopefully that'll get the Wendigo to, to jump down. You think a small paper fire is going to light a bug up its ass? Do you see who it is that's doing the thinking? What do you propose, Paro? You hear that? All I hear is the ramblings of a madman! The grass! You hear how it's making that crunching noise? Okay. Is there a point here? If you gave the lad a chance to answer, he would. I light the grass on fire. That will cause a bigger fire unlike what Smallfire is proposing and will drive the Winnebago out of the tree. Uh, Bruno, there is a forest fire warning in effect around here. Do you believe really that's a good idea? Do you think it's a good idea to, like, set the candles for your mom's bath? Now we...
2: Suddenly, the grass ignites under the tree and they watch as the tree catches fire and flames begin to shoot up the tree, reaching the surprised wendigo, who is unable to react in time.
1: Bonsai, I killed the fucker!
3: Bloody hell, he's lit
1: up like a Christmas tree, Pretty pretty? Bonsai? You fucking maniac! What's wrong? I killed the Winnebago!
2: Bruno now looks away from the wendigo, and sees that not only is the tree ablaze but the fire has now spread along all the grass and has caught other trees as they begin to burn
1: well that was unexpected
3: don't be too hard on yourself governor these things happen sometimes
1: well i was trying to warn you bruto the ground's extremely dry it's gonna burn quickly when it's exposed to even the smallest of sparks wow how long have you been waiting to say that for right it was like he wanted you to fail you need to leave now The only way out of here is swimming around the lake. And you know how I feel about that. How do you feel when the firefighters show up and realize it was your pyro ass that started this fire? Do you feel like you'll do well in jail? Just think how dirty the jail cell is. Yeah, they're really dirty. Thank Thank you, Reggie. Maybe they won't know it was me. I can say it was like that when we got here. Good point, Bruno. How would they know? See how that works for you. Come on, Reggie. We're leaving. What about Bruno? Sparky knows what he's doing.
2: Reggie follows after Pat while Bruno continues to watch the fire as it burns, then curses, turns, and follows after the two.
3: I hate to say this, but we may have to swim across the lake. But you're made of wood.
1: Which means I won't sink. If I get a water infection, I'm blaming Reggie. Who else would you blame? What the hell is a water infection? It's what you get from swimming in dirty water, dumbass. Why would you? Because you didn't warn me not to like that match.
2: As they reached the shore, Pat suddenly stopped.
1: Why are you stopping? Maybe he needs to eat a chocolate bar to get the energy to swim across the lake. Do you have your Ziploc bag of Lysol wipes with you? I got two bags of them. Why? Give them to me. You know you don't use them on your skin, don't you? Just hand me the damn bags, you freak.
3: Ooh, touchy, ain't he?
2: Bruno reaches into his pockets and hands Pat both bags, which he opens and drops the contents inside them on the ground.
1: What are you doing? Hand me your phone. Reggie, you too. At least wipe the inside of the bags first. What? Why? Because the inside of the bag will still be wet from the white residue. If it gets into the phone, it will be the same thing as getting them wet. So wipe. Oh, for the love of fuck.
2: Pat turns the Ziploc bags inside out and then uses his shirt to wipe.
1: Happy. Hand me them. Did they pass your insane inspection? They'll do.
2: Pat groans as Bruno takes the Ziploc bags and feels the inside.
1: Can we go now? Nah,
3: we thought we'd wait here until the sound of sirens got closer.
1: I'm going to be showering over and over. I know it. I can feel the dirty water already on me. And I can feel myself wanting to drag you into the fucking water if we don't leave.
2: Bruno, I've heard night
1: swims can actually be really romantic. Who told you that? My mom.
3: Did you just happen to be swimming with her when she told you that?
1: When else would she have told me?
0: Tales of the Monster Hunter's cereal box issue, Campsite Monster, was voiced by Antonio Ferrara as Bruno, Enzo Ferrara as Pat, Paul Cairns as Reggie, John Kennard as Fred, and Hottie Mocklab as the Wendigo. Music and End Credits Theme by Alexander Ferrara. Audio Engineering by Alexander Ferrara. Created by Antonio and Enzo Ferrara. Directed and produced by Antonio and Enzo Ferrara. Cover Art by Enzo Ferrara. Edited and written by Antonio Ferrara. Creative Consultant Paul Cairns. This presentation of Tales of the Monster Hunters Serial Box Issue has been brought to you by Giant Monster Productions. Copyright 2023. To contact Giant Monster Productions email them at giantmonsterprod at hotmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at GiantMonsterPro, Instagram at Tales of the Monster Hunters, and on Facebook and YouTube. If you have enjoyed this podcast and want to hear more, please subscribe like and favorite so you never miss an episode. Thank you for listening.